Live from the Mecca Mormonism, Salt Lake City, Utah, this is Heart of the Matter, where we are learning together how to live the Christian life in the age of fulfillment. I'm your host, Sean McCraney. So last week we talked about new baby in the house, and we talked about how I would go about raising a child if I had the opportunity to do it over again. Now, that baby today is four or five years old, and it's time in the old Christian home to decide how are we going to educate him or her. In fact, just to make it simple, let's call it X. I don't want to do the him or her. Let's call it X. So, of course, in the strong Christian home, the traditional view for several decades, if not more, has been the best way to educate X is to take them to a Christian school. And uh, preschool, kindergarten, grade school, and of course, junior and senior high schools, and then college. Some parents choose to homeschool when they're younger as a means uh, to help X escape from the the world and all the pressures of it. And uh, others will uh, go to their local church, and their local churches, many local churches, uh, create their own schools their own brick and mortar schools, and they allow their congregants and other people to uh, have their children attend such. I think it's time for Christian uh, parents to start to think outside that box. I really uh, honestly do, and I'm going to try. It's not easy, but I'm going to try to explain why tonight. And what I'm about to say has to be balanced by the Spirit and, of course, the parents, the mother and father, you guys are in charge of what you do with X. You know how to raise them and what's best for them. And we trust that. So this isn't dogma. This is just trying to break outside what has long been. So let me start off by saying that good educations, educations, of course, can be had in religiously driven schools. Uh, if we're all we're talking about is education and curriculum, Some Christian schools are right up there and even better than some secular schools uh, when it comes to instructors and and, and curriculum and uh, instruction. Uh, This starts to change uh, a little bit when you branch off into some of the uh, different sciences uh, in, in, in high school and stuff and in college. But generally speaking, at the core level, uh, Christian schools uh, have good educations. So fine, we aren't talking about education. And that's the problem. When it comes to Christian schools, I don't have a problem with the education that they provide versus the secular schools. In fact, in many ways, the Christian schools might be better. What, what I think is the problem with mixing Jesus Christ, Christianity, with education is everything else that happens in the school. The culture, the extracurricular activities, the clubs, the parties, the friends, the dances, the rallies, the discipline, and all that. When you mix Jesus in with all of that other stuff that goes along with education for kids, we create some problems that are destroying the hearts and minds of our kids. And that's, that's what I want to try to talk about. So it appears, I mean, just trying to summarize a few things, Christian parents want their kids to go to Christian schools. And I'm going to give you five reasons. I'm sure there are more. They want their child to be taught, governed, and disciplined by adult believers. They don't want their child to be taught, instructed, and disciplined by secular believers. The second reason is their parents might want their uh, children to be taught 
uh, or instructed from a Christian perspective. That's what they'll say. We want Johnny X to be taught from a Christian perspective on these subjects. Third, they want uh, X to uh, make and associate with Christian friends there at the Christian school. Fourth, they want the child to be protected from the outside world environments, and that's often a big one. And then fifth, they want to ensure that Johnny or Janie becomes, stays, and never strays from the faith. And so when we take those five core things, that those are generally what's moving Christian parents to pay the tuition, to send them to these Christian schools. So I'm going to go to the board. Wendy's going to follow me up there. And let's see if we can work through some of these. And, and, and let me explain why I think um, we need to look at it a little bit differently in this day and Ajay age. Okay, so I've listed the pro, the reasons why pro-Christian school. We love going to Christian school, and here are the reasons, five of the reasons, and like I said, there are many more. And I want to give you a, a con or a response to each of these, and then I want to get to the heart of the matter on each of those, and we'll take them one by one. First of all, in response to parents wanting to have their children taught by believers, right? Now, certainly in some case, there are great lovers of the Lord who are great human beings who would make great teachers, and, um, but not always. And that's the problem, not always. How will you know who is a good, loving human being that is a Christian and who is a complete jerk? How will you know? You see, when you take your child and you put them in an institution for their education and, you, and that child associates Jesus and the gospel with that education, and when they're in that education, they're being instructed by jerks, that becomes difficult, that becomes problematic. And so, in addition to the good that some do, what about the bad that others do? We don't ever look at that. We, we go in as parents and we blindly assume, well, it's a Christian school, they're all Christian, they're all believers, therefore the instruction uh, must be uh, uh, great and they must be great people. No, that's not true. And the danger is that our children then associate the faith with those people who are teaching them. I would be very cautious, heart of the matter, about believing that a school of believers are going to do the raising um, and education, educating of your child. I would be very careful with that whole idea that some Christian parents have. Remember, the reasons children attend school is for education. That, that's the primary reason, even though we know there's a lot of extracurricular stuff that goes on at school. But the primary reason is for them to get an education. And when we mix faith, and this is the same way with, with everything else, you mix the good news with an education, you muddy the beauty of the faith. Um, and this is the problem with church and state, in my opinion, and the politicking in the name of Jesus. Jesus loses every time we do that. And so when men take the good news and mingle it with the education of children, all sorts of bad things can happen in the mind and heart of the kid. 
Just ask the majority of kids who went to Catholic school. What do they walk away from often when they think about their experience with the nuns and the fathers and the priests and the education and God and punishment and discipline? It becomes a quagmire of difficulty. And when they grow up, this is what they say. I went to Catholic school, but I don't go to church anymore, right? That is just horrific that that's the result. Bottom line, and this is a cold, hard reality, every parent, I believe, must embrace uh, the greatest Christian education, Christian education, um, that a child will ever receive is going to be at the hands of the parents. It's always going to be at the hands of their parents. And through the parents' example of Jesus' love and unconditional love and long-suffering, and that it is a factor more than any other that will bring the kid up to be a Christian. It is not going to be the extra outside stuff that you're all worried about and throwing your kids to institutions to help fix them. It's going to be the two parents and how they love that kid. So uh, Christianity is best known from the home and the hands of the parents. In fact, it's often going to be the parents that the kid comes home to from the institution and the parents say, that teacher's nuts. That teacher's wrong. I don't care if you're going to a Christian school. Don't listen to that. Don't believe that. You know, that's why Christianity comes and is best fostered in the home. So don't look to an educational institution for, the, uh, for these things. Second thing, oh, I need a water. Uh, well, when do you guys grab me a water? Thanks. Parents send their kids to Christian schools because they want them to learn Christian perspectives on things. Just toss it to me, Eric. Let's see your arm. Good throw. We got some talented folks in this place. Do you really want your child to learn the Christian perspective on every topic? I mean, what, is, what does that look like, first of all, interdenominationally? What's the Christian perspective from a Calvinist uh, school, reform school, to reform school, <laughs> uh, to uh, an Arminius uh, school, to a Catholic school, to a Mormon school, to all these denominationally driven schools? What is the Christian perspective on topics? And, you know, uh, and then will these perspectives help or hinder your child as they grow up and become adults? That they were taught these perspectives in these schools only to learn that there's a half a dozen other perspectives out there that are just as viable. So what's the value in going to, uh, to get your education and being taught a Christian perspective that obviously is going to have many different views outside of it? Um, think about that one. The heart of the matter to that is when parents admit that they want their child to be taught a Christian perspective of things, um, to me, what they're really saying at the end of the day is they want their child to be dogmatically conditioned. They, they hope that they'll send Junior as a preschooler to the Christian school that's run by their local denomination, and Junior will go from that to grade school to junior high to high school, and they'll come out indoctrinated and believing exactly as they should believe. That, that really is what I think this is code for. 
We want them to learn the Christian perspective. How do you learn the Christian perspective on electricity? What's the Christian perspective on uh, political coups that have, uh, that have occurred historically? I mean, how do you even in, weave in the Christian perspective to the education of all these things? I don't know. We want our children to be battle ready. And that means they need to be battle tested. And that means they can't sit in, in the harbor all their life. They need to go and experience the high seas. Why? Because when they come back from sea, they come into the home port, they meet mom and dad at the dinner table, and mom and dad help correct what was going on out there on the high seas, right? That's where Christianity is really brought, quote unquote, home. So um, education ought to be education because in reality, what the Christian view is on all sorts of subjects is really, doesn't really have a, a, a view. Okay, third one. Often parents want their kids to go to Christian schools because in those schools they make Christian friends. Not like you can find, there's no Christians in a secular school, but when you go to a Christian school, it's full of apparently Christians. And so you want Junior to meet other Christians at their school and develop good Christian friends. And of course, we all want our children to pick good friends. That's normal. And, uh, but a good friend is just that. A good friend is a rare thing. And a good friend usually, if you're lucky, you have a good, good, good friend that is of your same faith. But often we have good, good, good friends who we don't see eye to eye on with everything. That's sort of the unique thing about having some friends is that they are of a completely different walk, but something about the two of you ties you together and you guys and girls stay together for life as friends. And religion doesn't, often doesn't have anything to do, do with that, right? And so... Our children can have good friends who are not Christians, sometimes very good friends who are not of the faith. A good friend uh, that is a Christian, that's great. It's wonderful. But the fact of the matter is when we mix Christianity with friendship, here's another thing. When you take the good news and you mix it with friendship, you often find yourself getting burned because as time goes on with a lot of friends, you part ways, you, and, and so you have two Christians who are always supposed to be together parting ways. They're not friends anymore, but they go to the same church still. It's, it's, it's tying the faith into something else which lowers the quality of the faith. And that's kind of the, the bromide of everything that we keep teaching when it comes to this stuff, whether it's politics, whether it's your job, whether it's uh, the community, or whether it's school, when you take Christianity and you make it Christian school, Christian job, Christian politics, we do something harmful to the faith and to the people who are, are part of it. So let's leave Christianity as it is and let friends develop naturally. Uh, additionally, what happens when kids who are supposed to love Jesus at the Christian school that go there with your child and they wind up being mean to your child? Your child then associates what the kids were like at the Christian school 
to what the kids are like at other places who aren't mean to them. And so then we have a bad association by thinking it's all that in the, in the Christian schools. And then what happens when a Christian kids at the school teach your kid to smoke pot or to get drunk or to do all sorts of other things? What if you're at a Christian school and one of the Christian boys gets your Christian daughter pregnant? You know, there's, this is the problem in mixing and it hurts the faith. So, um, and then, you know, there's always at Christian schools, the Eddie Haskell factor. Some of you who are young won't know what that is, but the Eddie Haskell factor is a character on Leave it to Beaver. And Eddie Haskell was all Mr. Cool and kind with the parents when he was around them. And then when he was behind their backs, he was, he was a jerk. And, you know, that's what happens in religion. You put on the face to all the teachers and the principal and the parents. But then when you're alone at the school dance, you know, it's like those guys are so dumb. And, and your kid is exposed to that. Religion creates that in kids. So that's another thing you have to worry about when you want your kids to have Christian friends. And, you know, I, again, I'm speaking from experience we raised three, they're all adults now, and we've seen these things happen within religiosity and education and friendships, and we've seen what works best. I mean, some of my daughter's best friends have nothing to do with the faith, and they're very good friends, lifelong friends. They have different views of things, different standards, whatever. It's okay. They're really good friends. So um, in the age of fulfillment, uh, with religious institutionalism fading fast in my estimation, I'm suggesting that believing parents wise up to two things relative to their uh, children and, and their friends and schooling. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Trust in him. Teach your children that what the faith looks like from the home. And don't rely on these first three things. Let's go to the fourth thing. You send your kid to a Christian school because you want them protected from the secular world. This is a big reason why many Christian parents send their kids to Christian schools. We don't want the secular education, and, and, and I do see that. It can be pretty horrific. Just today, in my, in my uh, grandson, he's a, in the kindergarten here in Utah, the, they did a class newspaper, which they do uh, once a week, I think, and three articles in the class newspaper was against our president. They were anti-Trump articles in a kindergarten uh, uh, classroom that was composed by the kids. And the teacher allowed that. So, I mean, what goes on in secular schools is appalling and frightening. But here's the beautiful thing that, about that. When your kid comes home from school from that, they come home to the Christian environment where they learn the faith by the example of the parents. And the parents can address those things straight on. But when you take a kid and they go to school in the Christian environment, and for instance, and the, and the school newspaper has four articles that are all pro our, our president, you have a problem there, the other side of it. You see? And so, and then, but you have everybody there behind that and you have a sway that, that will usurp you as a parent with your children. Now, I'm not saying that's the situation. I was using that as an example. All I'm saying is we're going to have problems in the educational institutions, whether they're secular or Christian. But at least in the secular, 
you can say that's that is just not correct. No article should be written badly about your president in your classroom. I am really ashamed of this and you teach them. But when something bad comes out of a Christian school, it's much more difficult to tease that away from the tender faith that kids have in Jesus, et cetera, et cetera. So I get preschool perhaps for this. I get, I get grade school, you know, maybe grade school, uh, Christian school, perhaps intermediate school. I don't know. It starts to get dicey there. But high school and college, and, uh, and to this I ask, how long do we want to protect them from the world? Uh, until they're adults? And then how will they compare and contrast their views if we keep them ensconced in these systems that are dogmatically teaching them what they must think and how they must think? And when they exit, that's what they'll be like. More importantly, what are we creating when we put our children in, in Christian institutions of learning? We are creating automatons that come out and they're not able to think outside of what they've been taught. Um, our youngest daughter went to a private Christian college in Southern California, four years. This was a college where she played four years of, of college volleyball and they would say a prayer before the girls went out to play against other Christian schools. And in the prayer, they would ask Jesus to help them play their best for him. This almost destroyed our youngest daughter. When you start mixing the stuff up, it becomes very ugly. And it has an impact on the kids who are involved and surrounded by that culture. Uh, it reminds me what people are doing when it comes to this stuff. It's B, it reminds me of B.F. Skinner. He's a, he's a behavioral psychologist. He's dead, I think, since the 60s or 70s. But he's been around, very influential. Let me give you a couple of quotes from B.F. Skinner. Give me a child and I'll shape him into anything. That's a terrifying quote to me. And, but that's what I think of when I think of Christian schools. Give me a child and I'll shape him or her into anything. Uh, B.F. Skinner also said, I did not direct my life. I didn't design it. I never made decisions. Things always came up and made them for me. That's what life is. I don't believe that. I think we make decisions and we want to empower our children to make decisions. And this leads to the heart of the matter facts about this. Think about this, you guys. Nobody is born a Christian, according to the Bible. Um, becoming a Christian is not a process by, that we can be prepped and trained to become. That is not what the Bible says a Christian is. And that true Christians are such and such by only by the Holy Spirit. True Christians are moved by the Holy Spirit in them that comes. Jesus said, you can't direct the Holy Spirit where it goes. It goes where it wants. And yet all of this seems to be suggesting that we can form children into becoming Christians. That's not true. You can't force the Holy Spirit to create a child into Christianity. And you can't orchestrate it through programs at a school. You can play great oboe music that sings about Jesus. It doesn't mean a kid's going to be a Christian. 
So I don't know why we associate the two. The Holy Spirit cannot be manipulated by teachings, by men's words, by songs, by emotions. It goes where it wants. And we have to understand that when you send your kids to school, you're like saying you're like B.F. Skinner. This school will turn them into anything we want to turn them into. But when it comes to Christianity and the faith, that's not possible. That's, that's a matter of God. That's what God does. And then we go and we get to the final one. And that is, let me see if I can find it. Christian parents send their kids to these schools with the hope that the child will stay or become, stay a Christian for life. That's the ultimate goal. And I want to share an insight with you that I shared last week, and that's this. The more strident, in my opinion, that a parent is with their children about doctrine and dogma and religious practice, the more they actually drive the kid away from God. I really believe that. It's it's like uh, they like work the opposite way of each other. You become super ardently strident to get your kid to be a Christian from preschool on up to high school, and that will do more to lend them, lead them away from Christ than to bring them to Him. And I'm not talking about devout Christianity seen in the form of agape love uh, from humble lives of mom and dad. I'm talking about demonstrable dogma acted out upon them with force and with uh, closed minds. And no, you, that is not right. That is of the devil. When that starts, stuff starts coming in, that dogma and that demonstrative, you must believe this, drives a wedge in the hearts of these kids. It will either kill their heart for God, and if it's successful for what you're trying to achieve, it almost always, not always, kills their heart for other people. So you can kill their heart for God through dogma, or you can kill their heart for other people who think differently than they do. And both of those are horrible results of this kind of thinking. This is the heart of the matter with Christian education. If it's not approached properly, it will ruin a child for Christ unless the Holy Spirit steps in and makes reparations. We can do better than this. We can do far better. It's men and women who have concocted the idea that because Jesus came and walked through Galilee and Jerusalem and hung on a cross and died and resurrected, we should build schools around that. That's, that's what men and women have decided to do with it. And it has been errant from the beginning. I speak from talking to hundreds of kids over the years who went to these schools and now have very little to nothing to do with God. It's because we crammed it down their throat way too early in the wrong way. And these, this, this approach has contributed to it. So when a set of parents dedicated, dedicate themselves to Christian love and allow their children to look into the eyes of the monster called the world and face it and question, stumble in the face of it and love them back into the home, constantly helping lead them to knowing that God loves them and that their parents love them and they're okay. 
That kind of stuff will succeed where religion has always failed us. Um, we're not trying to bring the kingdom of God upon this earth to govern materially like many religionists think. It's here. It's in us, like, like Jesus said. The kingdom of God is within you, and it's within your children. They can go to Zimbabwe. They can go sit on a bar. They can go sit on a beach. They can go to a mega church. The kingdom of God is either in them or it's not. And these things aren't going to make the difference. Write your comments below. Love to hear your insights. And we'll read them tomorrow night here on Heart of the Matter. <laughs>